word is Kate. And it's Emma laughing at Kate. With the podcast <laughs> So this one is about owning your shit. Good and bad shit. Mm-hmm. I was actually having a conversation with someone yesterday over a Greg's bacon sandwich. And I was talking about times when I've gone, well, ape shit. And I could only think, <laughs> I could only think of about three or four. Uh, one and I was one time I apologised, which was just before lockdown. I was very short tempered with someone in um, a store, in a store actually, in a chemist, and they wouldn't give me what I wanted. And I went to the car raging, and then had a word with myself and rang them and said, "Can I speak to this lady that was on the on the till sort of thing?" And I just said, "I'm the." really ashamed person who's just left your store that was horrible needlessly when you were just doing your best and i just want you to know i'm really really sorry Mm -hmm. um because i think if you're aware that you've been a tit it's good practice to own up to it own the tittery and also repair it or make roads to repair it if you can without hurting the other person yeah the only time i would not attempt to repair it would be if it was 15 years later and it would do the other person more harm yeah agreed. or something like that but generally that i was funnily enough talking very recently about examples of my own tittery but you were talking about owning good, good stuff, stuff just now kate yeah because sometimes we don't actually give ourselves credit for the good things and sometimes i think especially if you're on the journey of emma hates this the awakening oh. to life or spiritual or conscious conscious is the best word i think um if you are becoming more conscious and more aware sometimes it's easy to misinterpret um your good stuff and cheering yourself on for being in your ego Mm -hmm. and sometimes i think people are reluctant to own their good stuff because they're concerned that they're going to appear to be egotistical but we should own our good stuff. I mean, I'm very like that, I think. I will not... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Is it, is it a false humility? Is it because I'm scared I'm going to be judged? Is it... what? What is it about? But I'm very... Um, I don't know. What would you say about that? I'm reluctant to own the really good stuff at I times. I think as well, with regards to... Not answering the question straight on, but with regards to where you're taking your interpretations of ego from, just check in with who's teaching you about that. Right. Um, Because I think sometimes depending on where you're getting that information about what is and isn't ego can be a little bit questionable anyway. Ah, interesting. So I would maybe go back to source on that and um, check in with the what your filters are around ego and where you've been hanging out um... and when i say ego i think what i mean is arrogant mm-hmm. i think i mean that um i don't i mean i don't like arrogance as a quality and i know that in the past i have been very arrogant and it was always coming from a place of me feeling broken and unworthy and it was defensive mm-hmm. it was it was always about bigging myself up and making myself feel okay when I absolutely did not feel okay and I was going through a time in my life when I felt shit and really broken I didn't identify it at that point mind it's only since I've moved further through my journey and become more conscious that I can look back now and I actually feel sorry for my former self really and the thing as well is you know it's generally not a characteristic ego or arrogance that you 
RC at all, very often, if at all, with you, but it would be normal to have moments and flashes of it. Right. And then to maybe catch yourself. And one of the things I do most days is I do a bit of an... Kate's telling me to stop fiddling with my chain. Because it'll be all noisy on the oh, podcast. Why didn't you just say stop fiddling with your You don't have to do secret bloody signs on this man. <laughs> they know we're not professionals, Kate. Professional. Professional. But we, anyway, we'll start recording them on video. She's just gone this whole stop clanking your jewellery. But the thing is, where was I going with that? Oh, I've lost You've it now. it now. About ego and mm-hmm. arrogance and that you don't mm-hmm. see arrogance in me very often, but if there was a flash of it, that it would be yeah, totally oh, normal. So one of the things I tend to do is an evening review and I check in with myself. Where have I been a Muppet? Where have I not been kind? Can I repair it? Do I need to repair it? Do I need to fire off a quick text before I go to bed? So I tend to not worry about things on the hoof because part of my evening practice is to just run through the main events of the day and just catch any tittery as it happens that's really interesting i think that's very very good practice well funnily enough you've probably heard me talk about before it came from an anonymous program and it's i forget whether it's step 10 or 11 and somebody out there will know i want to say it's step 11 to do a daily audit so what it does is it catch it's designed i think to catch things festering so as you know from mm-hmm. anonymous one of the things the mantras is just for today yeah so all you actually focus on is today which is great mindfulness for people anyway because all we've ever got is today or if not the moment mm-hmm. so just focus on today and just review today and it stops you from harboring things 10 15 years later angers resentment unforgiveness this just deal with it on the day if you can remedy it remedy it and you actually just go to sleep with a lovely clean conscience which feels quite nice mm-hmm. And I think if you can um, clean it up, then do, mm-hmm. as you've said. But I think if you know that you're going to go through that process at the end of every day, mm-hmm. does it make you live the day differently? Well, yeah, it can do. I mean, one of the first questions on my review sheet is something like, where have I been dishonest? Mm. Where have I been frightened? Oh, because wow. as well, oh, there's some pretty meaty questions. It's not just a, a bit have, con- I, have I been a good human? That's that, a bit confronting, that, isn't it? Oh, well, fearless inventory of, fearless moral inventory, your step four. You know, it's, whether you've got any issues of addiction or not, it's a fantastic programme that actually really just wants you to face up to the truth of what is. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant exercise. And that's part of owning your shit, good and yes, bad. exactly. until you own it, you can't work on it. Well, interestingly, a step five, after you've fearlessly done your moral inventory, is to share it with someone. Right. Which then is next level owning your shit, because you go totally naked and prepared yes there's always a naked team with me and prepared <laughs> emotionally naked i mean and you share you unburden yourself in front of one other person to hold a space for you mm-hmm. is that not the ultimate owning your stuff not only realizing it yourself but then letting choosing to let somebody know who doesn't need to know your stuff mm-hmm. but you just want the experience of one other person Wow. Knowing it. Anyway, but that would be your step five. But so, yes, one of the things that I do is that evening inventory. And I ask at the end, you know, what action do I need to take to put this right? Where can I be responsible for this? Can I put it right? Is it worth putting right? Or is it going to upset somebody else Mm -hmm. to do that? Mm -hmm. And that to me owns my shit every night, good and bad. And oh, another thing, actually, as well, Kate, also it says, what have I done really well today? Oh, brilliant. I Which like that. Touches yeah. nicely. So it's not all doom and gloom. 
Um, so it's ba- it's a balanced mm-hmm. and fair oh, for sure. of course it is. audit of self. Of course it is, absolutely. And I do think if you know that you're going to do that every day, so do you catch yourself through the day seeing or doing something and think, shit, I'm going to have to own up to that later yes, on tonight? occasionally, because one of them is, have I been kind to all living things today, which is a bit Buddhisty if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So when I sometimes see a spider... I mean, I tend to save them anyway, unless it's in the bedroom. And then if I will, I will be a trained killer if I have to be <laughs> if they're in the bedroom. I will be a spider assassin. But yeah, because what I, what do I really want to write on that three lines? Have I been kind? Because there's no point filling it in if I'm not truthful. And there's only me sees this book. Right. So do I really want to own up to being n- not kind? You know, funny <clears> enough, <throat> I was watching a program last night, right? How does this strike you? It was a hard arrest. <laughs> on a seriously it was a hard arrest on a driver that did the thing where they box them in on the m6 or whatever at high speed and they dragged this man out of his van because they'd had a report of a kidnapping to his registered van with right. uh, what do you call the number plate right mm-hmm. and the guy bless him he complied with getting out i mean he didn't have much chance choice he was dragged out and what had happened was there was no kid in the van there was no kidnapping he refused to let a woman in and in front of him in the traffic wow and she reported him for kidnapping kidnapping and six police cars pulled over this man in rush hour traffic on the m6 or m5 what a massive waste of resources exactly so you know I was and thinking about that woman. experience for the guy. I know. Now, yes, he could have let her in, but he might have had reasons where he didn't want to, or maybe she was driving like a dick and whatever. Maybe he just didn't judge it right, or he got distracted. Yes. Or but I was could think... be, But she interpreted that as him being exactly. an absolute arse and decided that she would punish him. In a big way, in a way totally out of proportion to the, way. quote, crime. Yeah. You know, anyway, so... I was actually thinking to myself when I was watching this last night, oh, I wonder what she could put for her evening review. <laughs> Have I been kind and loving to all living things today? E, absolutely and it made not. me think about that just when you mentioned this. So yes, I, sometimes, mm. not all the time, sometimes when I'm aware and my thinking isn't so fast and automatic that I can catch myself because we live in a very automatic place during yeah. the day. So, so And this is why little mindful breaks and the comma technique are so useful to take mini pauses during the day for a little bit of distance and just to check in with things and then you give yourself an opportunity to do just that. Catch mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah, wow. So the pause technique, because I know you were just going to say, Kate, I Ooh. was going to just say, what's that, Emma? Okay, so it's a very mini mindful meditation where you your day is punctuated at various different points. For example, an easy one would be meal times. That's a full stop, yeah. usually. Now, some people haven't got time for a full stop during the day, but we have got time for many, many commas just to punctuate the day more often. So in between tasks, in between clients, in between writing a paragraph online, just go for a comma rather than a full stop, which is a quick shut of the eyes and just two or three grounding breaths. That's Mm. it. You're not going for a full stop. You're just going for a comma during your day. And that is the comma technique. Right. Well, Esther and Jerry Hicks, I will let you know, I think all that segmenting. Now, that just makes me think of worms. So, <laughs> and I mean intestinal worms. Because, because they're insect slippery yeah. little buggers. They come out in Where segments. Where did that come from? Kate, I can't lie. I don't know. <laughs> but I'd rather go with the comma. I don't so, want to segment comma anything. Comma or segment. 
oranges come in segments? Yeah, but worms was my first thought. <laughs> oh, so... thank you, Freud. Yeah. Right, anyway. <laughs> Gotta love it. Anyway, yes, I like that. And that makes you more mindful and more aware. And I like that. So the whole point was owning your shit... Good or bad. Good or bad. Now, I do an evening audit, but then I'm more inclined to catch myself during the day before I have to own up to an audit Mm -hmm. by using things like the comma technique. So, this is about observing self. But you can only do that if you slow things down, otherwise you're on too much automatic pilot. And it's about honesty as well, isn't it? Because there's no point in doing this exercise. Now, what was that big dramatic... Ooh, about well, well I had, had to, to roll with... my eyes at harder rest. I was wondering where that was going. I really? had to be honest. Well, yeah. no, just I couldn't say anything possibly about that other than I watched it on the television last night. Yes, exactly. Big moving eyes on. from Kate. <laughs> big saucer eyes from Kate. And moving forwards. No, honestly, now you were quite interesting the other day when you said to me you were reading a book, the Aunt Middleton book. Oh, chapter 11. About, mm-hmm. um, Don't be a liar. About honesty and yes. about lying. Yes. And we are pretty big on honesty. There are some things I will lie about. Like I've said before, if people have a bad haircut, <laughs> I will probably but, say it looks nice. Do you know what? Even though it doesn't. I was truthful with you about something and I must have hurt your feelings recently because you said to me, well, I tell you I like all your haircuts and I didn't like the blonde one. Can you remember? You no. said to me a while ago you went, I've got to tell you now too, I didn't like your hair no. that time. I generally will... I once f- had my hair cut like He-Man. Oh, She-Man. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. I've recently stopped lying to get myself out of trouble. So Wow. Yes, yes. Now what really helped me with this was I decided to do a little bit of cleaning to help someone. And sometimes I'm cack-handed and I break things. <laughs> and as difficult as it is, I have to risk someone going acca and I have to come straight up and say... Is this about the drawers that you spoiled in my bedroom? Just yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And also the little rubber thing that fell off the toilet seat, that was me. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. I know. So she really does own it. Yes, and I like to just rip the plaster off and get it done straight away. And I feel the relief, and it's an honest, good thing to do. Yes, but what did Aunt Middleton say about it? Because he said lying takes up so much mental energy. Is that what he said? Yeah, um, chapter 11 in the book about something, it was about a mental health book I bought from Aldi a while ago. How something like that anyway and it's what he says essentially is it's false economy lying because you think you're getting out of trouble you think you're doing yourself a favor but it always bites you on the arse and he gave an example of when he was at school and his pride was hurt it was something to do with a sport and he wasn't captain of the team or something like that and they didn't want him for this particular game and the teacher told him this and he wasn't suited with the teacher and he went home and his parents said something like oh why aren't you at the game today and he said oh because the teacher dragged us down the stairs by my ear and kicked us all over sort of thing wow that yes wasn't true. that wasn't true and it got worse because the parent he wasn't expecting the parents to then inform the, the school inform the police oh wow <laughs> so the copper essentially when it all boiled down said now's your chance to see if this has got out of hand yes and he crumbled and said yes i can't take it it's got out of hand type thing but the 
Aunt Middleton's slant on it was, you don't know how complicated things are going to get off the back of one lie right. to soothe your ego or soothe yourself or to make yourself feel better in that moment. And it's actually got a knock-on effect. And it has a tendency to compound. Yes, and, yes, and we've just actually seen something we've, unravel. We've observed through one um, piece of behaviour, yes, yeah, and exactly. through a couple of little lies. And we know lies. from personal experience, lies stack up and they become very, very difficult to manage. And I think it says something about the person themselves. Is it a fear of looking not as good as you think you should look? Mm-hmm. You know, can owning your shit can be so liberating. It depends what you're lying about, though, doesn't it, really? Yes, and sometimes you've just got to come clean and say this got way out of hand... This is I, silly. And it's, I, you know, I think it's better to say, I told a lie and I don't really know why I mm-hmm. did or I didn't feel good enough or I was scared. Absolutely. Or I was worried about your reaction and hands up, I lied about that and mm-hmm. I shouldn't have lied and I want to clear it up now and I want to own it and mm-hmm. I know that this could go either way but mm-hmm. I'm owning it. That is a much better thing to do than risk that... Because when you do tell a lie, I mean... Kate, it's look, it's look, super look, stressful, remember? Look at it this way. I could say to you now, I've got a 300 square meter lockup. And I could just throw that in there for silliness value. Just silliness. Or a job when you didn't have one. Or a job when I didn't have one. Or potential earning income. <laughs> Sky's the limit. You could really go to town on it. But what's the point? Because all you do is you lose face is the best outcome. You could lose your family. You could lose your family over it. You could lose the roof over your head. You could lose your car. You could lose everything. <laughs> you, could, you could lose the love of a good woman. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, then you might be the dude who's having the hard arrest. And what would that be like? I know, right? <laughs> then you might be on the telly and then on somebody's webcam on their phone or something I like know, that. I know. Being pushed out of the ground, like outside, I don't know, McDonald's, McDonald's or somewhere like that. And then you would be embarrassed and humiliated. Mm-hmm. And or because of a silly lie or a couple of lies. You haven't even got your dignity anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Anyway, moving on, it's a really, really good idea to own your shit and to clean up your side of the street, as you say. That's another anonymous little thing that they say. Right. You can only ever clean your side of the street. I can't interfere with your street or give you a broom or suggest what you should clean. No. I've got to essentially just back the fuck off and let you do that. Mm-hmm. But being responsible for your side of the street. And the thing is, when you know what you're good at, you can absolutely maximise that. Let's not ego to recognise that in yourself. If you're old school, look up a SWOT analysis, mm-hmm. strength and weakness analysis. That's a really good thing to yeah. check in with. You know, um, but I love those conversations with people when you just talk about owning your shit. It's a clean slate. Everything's out there. It's just mint. I think we should do it more often. Yeah, and that that whole thing about putting your hands up and saying, you know, I've really messed up. And I've had examples in my life of people who I would like to think do regret their behaviour because they have lost out on relationships and connections and you know it it's really awful when you can see when simply the act of owning your shit would take a big step towards healing either yourself or mm-hmm. a relationship someone to put their hands up and mm-hmm. go you know what 
I don't even know how I went off the rails or mm-hmm. I don't understand why I said that or I did that. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sorry. And I don't know how to mend this, but I want you to know I'm a willing spirit, mm-hmm. you know. And there are so many relationships that you look at, you know, people get into their ego and they're like, well, I'm not saying sorry because he's not going to say sorry mm-hmm. or she's not going to say sorry. And you come to this impasse and suddenly it's years and years later and, mm-hmm. and people are, you know, families and relationships are, there's a, there's a wedge between them and people get broken and, and it's the awful is, there's nothing more attractive as there is about honesty and humility and just that it feels safe i think there's a real sense of security and safety in hanging out with someone whether an intimate partner or family or friends or whatever what you see is what you get and actually if i drop the fucking ball i'm just gonna say whoops yeah and try and put it right and try and do a bit of damage limitation but just be a good honest safe person to be around and i think life then is absolutely enjoyable and a piece of cake yeah rather than the um the the other of not owning your shit and if you watch love island you liar (laughs) ekin to ekin who you an actress I know, we love a bit of Love Island. Right, well, I think that about wraps up this one. Own your shit, good and bad. Take from that what you will, as always. And are you going to trumpet us out? Ooh, a little flourish on the trumpet. Flourish on the end. Okay, bye for now. Bye. with soul.